0: Day. Um the theme is going to be healing and, and hurt. And I'm just, I hope to drive home the point of our God's not just desire, but his ability to heal us. His, his desire to heal us, his ability to heal us, the understanding that the need for healing is is not something that we're to you know, be ashamed of or, or, or keep quiet or just take to our prayer closet but the need for healing is something that we're to be vulnerable with each other on that we're to look to our Lord with and that we're to stand in faith and walk things out have you ever heard this phrase healed people heal people probably not but have you heard this phrase Hurt people, hurt people. Have you heard that one? What it means is hurt people. Most of the time, unintentionally, they hurt other people. Now, there's times it's intentional, but that's the rarity. It's it's an unintentional act. Why? Because what it, what it let's just use the example of like an open wound, okay, on my left shoulder. And what that phrase hurt people, hurt people means is there's a wound. And with that wound, either we're aware of it or we're not aware of it. So if we're, if we're aware of it, there, there's times we're real good about shielding this. We're aware of the crowd. We're aware of if we're in you know, a, a big room and there's a lot of people. Or We're aware if we're near a sharp corner and we just position ourselves a little different because we're aware of that wound. So I'll just kind of position myself so I'm aware of it. but every now and then. Because life is life. That wound can get struck or it can just get grazed. And it doesn't matter because if it's an open wound, it hurts whether it's grazed or whether it's struck. And the same is true whether you're aware of the wound or whether you're not aware of the wound. The same is true. When it gets hit, you know about it and when it gets hit, oftentimes other people become aware about it. Why? Because hurt people hurt people. My focus today, and our focus today, is on the healer, Jesus Christ. He is the healer. God is big enough to heal Every wound, and there's physical wounds. I, I reference the physical wounds. Those might be the easiest to heal, right? What about the emotional wound? What about a mental wound? What about a, a, a wound in our thoughts? What about a social wound? What about a relational wound that there's many types of wounds, and our God is big enough to heal all of them. Whether someone knows they have a wound or whether they do or don't know they have a wound, there's something in common with both. A need for first aid. A need for first aid. A need for a balm. That's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is referred to as, as a, as a balm, as oil. Oil is, is, a, is symbolic of the Holy Spirit and the fact that He's a balm, He's a healing balm upon us. We're in need of first aid. First aid begins with one's acknowledging that they have a wound. Followed by others and the understanding that someone has a wound. If I know my sister here doesn't have a wound, or if I know that she has a wound, I'm not going to intentionally go and, you know, slap her in that wound. Hey, sister, how you doing? That would be sadistic and mean and ungodly. But there's got to be an understanding that, that there's there's a wound so that we can apply Jesus, so that we can apply the power of the Holy Spirit. So the the first part of that. The acknowledging that there's a wound. Friends, that's not something that we've got to be shameful. That's not something that we've got to stick in our dark place and say, I am I, I'm wounded, so therefore I'm less than, or I'm weak, or I'm flawed, or whatever. You go, no, I have a hurt, and I'm presenting it because I'm trusting God, and I'm trusting you to be a representative of God. Acknowledge understanding and then finalized by action that will bring them back to health hurt people hurt people so let's just take a little let's just kind of tree off of that for a second so what do confused people do what do misunderstood people do what about ignored people can't the same be said for these things confused people confused people misunderstood people misunderstand people ignored people ignore people can't they be said the same way and aren't those still areas of healing that are needed my opening prayer, I I prayed intentionally that our eyes would be opened to see, to see people and to see ourselves and to recognize both hurts and healing. We'll get to the healing part in a second. I'm very hopeful that people will be healed today. Friends, we've got to see ourselves in a new light as well, especially when it comes to the area of Of need and healing, and especially in the area when we are whole, when we are strong. Friends, when we are hurt, there's there's something we need to do. We need to say, Pray for me, lay hands on me, intercede for me, stand on my behalf. I'm, I'm hurt. But what about when we're whole? We need to be aware, and I prayed this in my prayer to Lord, let us be aware, self-aware of, of what you're doing in our lives. Why? Because when we are strong, and when we are whole, and we're not in that place of needing healing, guess what we're supposed to be doing? Healed people, heal people. Healed people, heal people. When we're in a place of strength, we're supposed to let that overflow touch other people's lives. When you've got an overflow of joy, what do you think you're supposed to do with that? And I'll even say this. When you've got an overflow of joy, I'm not saying you can't share peace, and I'm not saying you can't share hope, and you can't share faith, but I'm telling you right now, if you're in a season where you're overflowing with joy, you better be gushing joy, and sharing joy, and praying joy. You're overflowing what the Lord's giving you. Why? Because He'll heal people, and He's giving me an overflow of joy, so I'm just going to pray joy right now. Over everyone. Hey, you need prayer for you? I'm gonna pray for you. Let's pray. Just <laughs> so invite yourself in. You know what's awesome? There's a command in the Bible, and, and we'll get to that in a second as well. Where we were told to go, and then in that in the midst of that calling to go, we're told to heal the sick. Not not pray for the sick. Prayer is a method, but we're told to heal the sick. The Bible also tells us that lay hands on the sick and they'll be healed. And they'll be whole. Friends, we got to have enough faith. All right, I need a volunteer. Oops, Gary, we've got to have enough faith to just do this. to just lay hands on the sick. It's not our prayer that heals them, friends. It's not our faith that heals them. But but he says lay hands on the sick. There is something about a touch. There's something about a touch. Thank you, Gary. we got to have enough faith to touch people. Now, I love to pray, so I pray too. But there's times I don't pray. There's times I just touch. There's times during the service I'll just walk by and just touch somebody. What do healed people do? They heal people. So we need to be healed. We need to transition from that place of hurt to that place of healing. We need to let God heal us. We need to be dependent upon God to heal us. We've got to call out for God to heal us. But we have to move from that place of hurt to that place of healing. Every single one of us, guys. And even as I'm preaching this, I know the Holy Spirit. He's bringing things to our hearts, ways that that we need His touch of healing, maybe from a past relationship, maybe from something that was said or something that was done, maybe for something we did, you know, to ourselves or something that was done to us. Maybe, you know, maybe. And so I'm speaking of those other emotional and mental and and, but but physically. All of it, guys. He's big enough mentally. All of it. If the Holy Spirit's bringing things to our attention, we can trust Him with it. What do healed people do? What do saved people do? What do joyful people do? What do loved people do? What do kind people do? What do sons of God do? 1 John 3, 21 through 24 says this. And, and before I even turn there, uh, as you're reading 1 John 3, it's really cool because John is really super intentional about addressing who he's speaking to. He'll say, children, comma. They don't say something, beloved, comma. Then he'll say something, little children, comma, and he'll say something, come back to beloved, comma. I mean, he really does. I mean, then in that chapter, it's really cool how he's like, you know, he's talking to a bunch of people he knows. We don't know who he's talking to, but he's talking, you know, to a bunch of people that he's familiar with. And when he says children, that word is sons. We're going to read this in a second. That word is sons. It's a male heir. It's a male Offspring. And the reason that's important, ladies, you're you're male offspring too in the kingdom of God. That just means you get the inheritance. That's what that means, is you get the inheritance. You're treated as a son. Because then there's other parts where John says little children, and it's a word that's defined as infants, and it's a different word. Like the word's like technon for son, and then like tectonito, or, you know, something. I mean, it's not Spanish, but, you know, something like that. It's like a a, a derivative of that word. And it means infants. And when he's talking to us as children, he's talking to us as children of God, as sons of God. So beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God. And whatever we ask, we receive from him because we keep his commandments and do what pleases him. And this is his commandment, that we believe in the name of his Son. Jesus Christ, and we love one another. This is His commandment, guys. We believe and we love. Just as He has commanded us. Whoever keeps His commandments abides in God and God in Him. And by this we know that He abides in us by the Spirit whom He has given us. Friends, our confidence in our right standing with God, also known as our righteousness in God, It gives us boldness, and it gives us confidence in every area of our lives to know that we are in right standing of God, with God. The blood of Jesus. Made sure of that, guys. The blood of Jesus has has brought us into right standing with God. So we can minister, we can live, we can have relationships all in that same bit of confidence. And let's not mistake this passage, what I just said, you know, because it, it talks about commandments and commands, and if, if you do my commandments, let's not mistake this as saying that, that this is solely about obedience to to a, a list of commands. That word command—it's a powerful word, and it speaks of a gift. It speaks of a gift given. That's what the word command is, is translated as. It's a gift given for the sake of benefiting the one receiving. It's, it's given because there's a need there. That's what the word command is. So when it talks about commandments, this is how good our God is. He's given us these commandments because it benefits our life. Because we need it. Because we need to believe in Him. We need to love others. Obedience is important. I'm not... I'm not understating obedience, but obedience comes through love. Not obligation. Obedience comes through love. See, when my children were real little, you know, they they obeyed a little differently than they do now when they're big. And I look in this room and we, we have, the kids are now back there and our teens are probably getting ready for the barbecue and, I'm speaking to adults. We obey because we love Him. We obey because we've given Him our heart and we've trusted Him. We obey out of love, not out of obligation. When we love God, we obey Him. When we love God, we want His will to be done above all else because we trust Him. When we love God, we trust Him. It's like, oh, I want. Of course I want your will to be done. Your will is awesome. I just want to be a part of it. I just want to see it. I just yeah, I just yeah, whatever you say. I, I want your will to be done. And as such, our prayers reflect that desire for our will to be done. So our prayer life, it changes our prayer life. So now what we're praying is those things that we know he wants. We we were praying those things that we know line up with his word and with his will. So our prayer life changes. And when we pray this way, wanting God's will above all else. Whatever we ask, God gives us. That's what this passage means. When we're praying in alignment with the will of God, whatever we ask, God gives us. We just have a tough time at times praying according to the will of God. A loved person should be a confident person. For us to be healed people We need to know that we are loved people. Loved deeply. Nothing superficial about it. We are loved deeply by our God. I don't even want to bring in the ways that He's surrounded us with other people that love us because His love is so overpowering to draw a comparison, to say, oh, well, He's also surrounded us with people in this church who love you as well. Man, it it falls so short. Of God's love, but but He has done that. He surrounded us with family and friends, so we don't have to walk through life alone. But His love is the thing that heals us. Knowing that we are loved, and forgiven, and called children of God gives us assurance. Assurance of our standing before God gives us boldness in prayer. And then our prayers are not answered as a reward for obedience. But they're answered when we keep His commands because they're vital for our spiritual health and we believe that. That's what we need to do. When, you, when, you, when we read about a command in the Word of God, we need to pause and say, okay, this is vital for my spiritual health. Let me read that again with that lens on there. What He's saying is vital for my spiritual health. Love one another is vital for my spiritual health. It's a command. I'm to love my God with all my heart, all my soul, all my mind, all my strength, everything that's within me, I'm to love God. That's a command, right? It's vital for my spiritual health. And then the second is just as great, that we're to love others. That's vital for my spiritual health. When we see a command or a commandment, it's vital for our spiritual health. Guys, too often we mistake God's commands as just being mere suggestions. Forgive that person? Thanks, Lord. I think I'm good, though. My suggestion: forgive that person. It's vital for your spiritual health, it's a command. It's a command. we don't forgive others, we won't be forgiven our sins. Do you guys remember what it felt like to live in darkness? For those of you that that have trusted your life in Christ, do you remember what that felt like to live in darkness? When we don't forgive others their sins, it says our Father in Heaven won't forgive us our sins. This is a command that is vital to our spiritual health. I don't want to ever feel that darkness. I only want to feel His light. Look at that verse 24 again. Whoever keeps his commandments abides in God and God in him. And by this we know that he abides in us. By the Spirit whom he has given us. You guys, the Holy Spirit makes his home in us. He abides in us. And then he makes his presence evident in our lives. He makes His presence evident in our lives. That this manifestation of of the Holy Spirit in our lives is not just some inward thing, guys. It was never meant to be some inward thing. Ever. That is not why the Holy Spirit was sent. That is not why Jesus raved about the Holy Spirit being sent. So that it could just be some inward thing. It's meant to be an outward demonstration. It's meant to be an outward manifestation. God is alive in me. The Holy Spirit abides in me. Have some of His power. Benefit from from His presence right now. And we live our lives with that. Outwardly displayed in our life and our conduct, giving evidence of our relationship with God. Giving evidence of our love for For God, giving evidence of our salvation and of our faith and of our love and of our hope. So what does an outward display of these things result in? Many things. Many, many things. But we're just focusing on one today, and that's healing. Healing. Brad, if you are hurt... God wants you healed. Kara, if you are hurting, God wants you healed. And if he wants you healed, and we're seeking his will, doesn't it stand to reason that if he wants his way, that he can have his way? That he can bring healing? You guys, we don't have to walk around wounded. We don't have to walk around hurt. We don't have to walk around sick. We don't have to walk around like that. We can walk around whole. And it's not because of Anything other than the power of God and the love of God. I said it before, Jesus commands us to go into the world to bring His good news. But what's supposed to accompany that going? Matthew 10, 7 and 8 tells us. And proclaim as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers. Cast out demons. Heal the sick. Don't just pray for them. Heal them. How do we do that? I don't know that I have the answer for that, guys. But I, I'll tell you what it means to me. So you just let the Holy Spirit teach you what it means. For me, here's what it means for me, is I stand on the Word and I'm persistent and I, I don't let go. I, I bite on like a bulldog and I we don't let go until it's done. We can't be shaken. You're going to be healed. We're standing with you. You're going to be healed. Our God is good. You're going to be healed. That's what it means to me. Heal the sick. It's not just, you know, be healed in Jesus' name. God bless you, brother. Right? It's not just a one-time thing. It's, no, I'm locked in. That's what it means to me. I'm not telling you that's, but I, I pose the question, what does that mean? I don't have all the answers. I just stand on the Word and I trust the Holy Spirit to guide me and direct me. Heal the sick. There's many forms of sickness. Raise the dead, friends. There's many forms of death. There's many forms of death. Social, relational. Cleanse the unclean. Cleanse the unclean. You know how we cleanse the unclean? Holiness. The work of Jesus Christ. Because we can't bring holiness, but we can bring him Jesus. Jesus cleanses holiness, cleansed. Clean, cleanse the unclean. Sometimes shame, we carry shame, right? We carry heaviness, we carry guilt. That's that's unclean. Cleanse. How do we do that? We speak life. We proclaim truth. We proclaim healing. We proclaim God's love. This is what we're commanded to do. We just read it in Matthew. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse the lepers. Cast out demons. What's the purpose of casting out demons? Freedom! Freedom! So that we're not in bondage. That's what the Lord's given us. And commanded us. And commissioned us. And empowered us to do. I do believe that statement that I said earlier is true. Hurt people hurt people. And I believe it because honestly, as a pastor, I see it time and time again. And sometimes people come and go without getting healing, and that breaks my heart. And it breaks my heart for many reasons because I want to see that person healed. But I also don't want to see them go into another church and bring in hurt to another church. We've got to be willing. We've got to let God heal us, guys. There's got to be an acknowledging. If we want that first aid, there's got to be that acknowledging. I'm hurt. And I want Jesus to heal me. We are sons of God. Female sons. Male sons. We're sons of God. We're offspring. Grafted into His line. And sons of God do these things, guys. Well, Mark, I I just I'm not that great at prayer. Are you great at this? Are you great at this? Are you great at that? Then just do that. And then work on the prayer. Can you touch someone? Lay hands on the sick and they'll be healed. Can you hug someone? And 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 you then just pray and, and Pray for them in your time, in your time with the Lord. Pray for them if you know someone that's hurting. Can we pray? Can we go to our prayer closets and lift up a brother and a sister? Guys, when I'm talking about healing, I'm not, and I think I've made this clear, but I want to make it abundantly clear. I'm not just talking about the lost. I'm talking about His church. If we're hurting, let's let Him heal us. if we're hurting if we're hurting I, if you're hurting today i want you to trust god enough to be vulnerable to say i'm hurting and i need and i need healing if you're healed and you're healthy i need you to be aware enough of the power of god in your life and the willingness and you need to be willing to say Hey, I, I'm good, man. I'm good right now. I'm healthy. I want to touch others. I'm in a place of health. And and just for so clear, you don't have to be in a place of health to touch others. You don't have to be in a place of health to, to pray for or to minister to others. But I'm saying, when we are in that place of health, we better be doing it. When we're in that place of health, we better be doing it. When I'm just in the midst of, man, i just peace, peace, peace. I just got peace. Storms everywhere. I don't see no storms. I don't feel no storms. Peace. Then we better be praying peace over people. And I heard that you guys had a difficult situation. I just want to, let me pray peace over you. Whatever it is, we need to know where we're at. And make Jesus Lord of that place of where we're at. Amen?